And we are live. Welcome everybody to another episode of the Three Fist Podcast. I'm as always your semi-quasi-sort of host at A-Y-R-R-Y-K on Twitter. It's Eric and joining me once again today, I have the alliterative audiovisual critic, the most famous member of our podcast, at Hey Miss Atwell. Uh, it's Miss Ash. Ash, do you have anything you want to tell the people about any movements you've been starting? I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> Good. Oh no. <laughs> Ma'am, you're not introduced yet. Do we do this every time? I'm sorry. We have one real format thing we do every time. It's the only thing we consistently do in this show. <laughs> okay, fine. We'll just pretend I didn't then. Edit it out. We'll do it in post. <laughs> also. Love of my life, the current continuing. This is a okay. She gives the people what they want. At Brie gets tweets. It's Miss Brie. See, I was like right next to it. I was like right next to it. You can't, if, if you're not even paying attention, you won't even notice. You won't even notice. Uh huh. I have still mom, look, a mom brain. So I'm claiming mom brain. Authenticity. Keeping it real. And cameo. Yes. Oh. A cameo from a small pepper. Oh. She has some thoughts. She has some feelings. She has some ideas. She may or may not let her father participate in this recording. We'll see. And also, you know him, you love him, the real black Spider-Man, a.k.a. Mr. Watcher for that fan, a.k.a. Bigger Sean, a.k.a. Blackerbeard, at LJ90 on Twitter. It's Justin. As we are... I know it's bad form to date your podcast, but whatever the cop, the topics we cover have, you can sort of guess by what we're talking about when we recorded. So as Father's Day approaches, uh, I saw on Facebook a post of a gentleman who <laughs> posted a graduation photo. I'm like, oh, cool. Dude graduated. Good job. He can't spell because that's not how you spell magna cum laude, but whatever. Then I looked at what he was actually doing. He was celebrating not paying child support anymore, to which my next thought was, wow, what a garbage individual. You can fight me in the street. Like, what human waste. Is it such a burden to financially support your offspring. Is that such a burden? Yes. I, what is not a burden is spending actual money for a photo shoot to brag about not having listen. to take care of your child anymore. I that get is it. Why you what you do, if that's what you do with your money when you're not paying child support, we should put you back on. I guarantee you that photo <laughs> shoot cost you someone money. else's kids. You can't have money. Right, like you don't, you don't need. I guarantee you that photo shoot cost more than what he's paying monthly in child support. I something guarantee. tells me he was in arrears and got caught up anyway. Oh, for sure, they was garnishing, bro. Yeah, he he wasn't volunteering the money. They was garnishing him for sure. Everyone's just like, I'll never give like, just like no more child support for you. Well, congratulations, bro. Good for you. Yeah, it, it, it's. It's garbage, and with Father's Day approaching, I can only expect more garbage material from. Well, let's let's be optimistic. 
let's be hopeful. Yeah, we might we might get something good. We might get like, something good. We might get something good, man. I yeah. just hold out hope. Like, yes, there's always a garbage individual, right? But you know, hey, there's. I mean, we kind of already expect father's day to be a hot mess anyway because that's when everybody unleashes their daddy issues their opinions about other people's daddy mm. issues and then just a whole debate about black fatherhood and think general. pieces think pieces abound every time and like both sides be doing the mostest but the niggas who the niggas who are in arrears they be talking they, they are loud here's what i what what i'm learning about as my twitter usage has decreased like anyone that I apologize to anyone that followed me on Twitter because I occasionally offer insightful things about the current state of our world and about race and politics. Yeah, I don't do that shit no more because that's stressful and that invites a certain element into my mentions that I just don't feel like dealing with anymore. Like the when Twitter let you export all the people you had blocked on a whim, I just went to check. I've got over 20,000 people blocked. I'm like, oh, okay, that's why my twitter experience has been Whoa. infinitely better Twenty, uh, you have twenty thousand people blocked. Yeah. oh that was that was last year oh snap i'm sure it has gone up from there yeah no it, it hey protect i don't fight i don't argue <laughs> like part, part of my mental health and why I've been in such a better place is because I just don't engage with that element anymore. I acknowledge it for what it is and I just move on. I'm not arguing with people on the internet. Like I for feel what? like for millennials why? are already like millennials are tired now. Like we we spent like maybe like 2010 to like 2019 like we spent like maybe a decade trying to explain stuff to people and then like with the pandemic and everything all of us were just like we've done our due diligence Gen Z take it away. <laughs> Like many other things, time. many, many other things, I'm just too old for that shit. <laughs> I just, like when they watch watching these little uh these new black trauma movies and stuff, I'm just like, baby, I ain't watched no black trauma uh movie since Django and I don't plan to until I have to watch it with the baby and explain to her what's going on. But I, I have not watched one since then and I don't plan to. Oh yeah, since I started doing less writing, I don't take me in nearly as much trauma as I used to. Like I just be on my own little bubble. Well, I was in my own little bubble until like three fucking weeks ago, but whatever. What happened three weeks ago? My life exploded. I'll <laughs> uh, leave you alone. <laughs> I'm gonna leave you alone. Uh, you don't get to pick, though. You don't get to pick. I feel I haven't been on Twitter much either. Um, like I said, usually I'm just trying. I'm just like the old old millennial on TikTok, just watching like random stuff. But I'm not like on Twitter, twittering, and it is it is you know not being inundated with like news and other people's trash opinions 24 7 there's something to be said for it it is that's probably why we haven't recorded as often to be honest we be that could we be. on some other shit <laughs> honestly well after um after we got uh you know thrust into the dark ages here in texas because of our uh government's uh greed and uh general um just 
terribleness, uh, which we hopefully won't get thrust into again. But, you know, you can never tell because ERCOT is asking people to keep their air on 80. Like, bruh. <laughs> what? <laughs> to conserve oh, yeah. energy. This is about to go dark again. Um, don't believe what they told you about it being that, oh, no, this was just because it was too cold. Well, guess what? Now it's too hot. People are using too much electricity to try and cool themselves off. You know, the thing you do in Texas. That you pay for. And because they have a bunch of like mandatory, you cannot put it off or things may start like shutting down forever. uh, Maintenance that they have to do on this poorly maintained system. uh, And like wind energy production is down and some other stuff. So they're going to be like hundreds to thousands i think of kilowatts short and so they are asking everyone to turn the temperatures up to 80 and cook in your own homes so that they don't have to go to blackouts uh like rolling blackouts across texas um because government's garbage yeah legislate on abortions but they ain't got time to make sure people don't die of a heat stroke yeah, you can have constitutional carry where you don't even have to actually get a concealed carry license. You can just go buy a gun and carry it around. Uh, that was important yeah. enough to do, but not ERCOT reform. That doesn't sound like a bad idea at all. So we're gonna we're gonna tell people not to turn on the air conditioning in the summer and tell them to carry guns. Like nobody saw the third in act the of doing the right thing. All right, y'all gonna start looking like us. How we looking over here in Atlanta? Shit. If it is right now 99 degrees, 99 degrees, and the heat index takes it up over 100. It's been like that. So we had a lot of rain, and everybody was like, oh, man, it's raining. Oh, so much rain. Oh, my, my. But now the rain is gone, and it's just humid and hot, and it's not going to do it. Because this is not even our hottest time. The hottest month in the it's year only is August. It is June. We still got to get through July and uh, August. Oh, say August. Like it's already. I'm already over here miserable. I can only imagine how y'all feel. Cause oof. I went outside. That's when you just go outside and you frown up. Mm. Go outside, girl. I stand mm. at the door. Open the door. That hit me. Nope. And go right back upstairs. Like I've been wanting to go to the park and do a little picnic for a while, but it's just too hot and it's raining too much. So you know what that means. It is. And can't take the baby out. Like it's it's look. And so because and of course because of climate change for folks who don't believe climate change is real it is increasing the heat waves and the hurricanes so it's just getting hotter and hotter and hotter and I think also because there's a lot of people moving to the south they weren't necessarily anticipating having to do all this extra electric and um, because they wanted to be greedy and make their own power grid and run it themselves and now look now look at look at look at it so y'all gonna be having to run you talking about running the air on 80 the air ain't running at 80 let's be real it is here <laughs> it will that, here that's air, that's air. <laughs> that, that, my air won't even come on if it's set on 80 it's, it's so <laughs> hot like, here it will come on and it's just like, but you can still feel like keep the blinds closed but you can still feel the heat radiating like y'all It's for those of y'all who live in the south and live in Texas and I know like if they're well, anybody, like in Arizona or anything because I've seen those videos where it's like they're cooking eggs outside like it is hot mm-hmm. out here and so our dear government um, Greg Abbott and company um 
have not addressed this energy crisis at all but they have shoved through all the regressive legislation they can about critical race theory about being able to carry a gun whenever wherever about abortions like they shoved through all the regression they could and ain't said a mumbling word about the fact that we are all on a very thin tether and the whole the whole state about to go back into the stone age except El Paso because they're on a different grid <laughs> meanwhile Georgia has turned into the literal wild west so I'm just trying not to get shot honestly that's all uh, and, and I'm kind of worried about how our um leaders for lack of a better term are going to respond to this crime wave but all all signs are pointing to me that they're just going to find a way to get be like hey see this is what happens when you defund the police and yeah it's going to be interesting down here for a while yeah like the I've I don't have an answer for what is actually happening I have observed though that there are a lot of social media accounts that seem to be highlighting the crime wave and making it feel like it is larger than what actually is oh absolutely and but, that part worries me a lot. Well, I started getting worried when I started seeing the articles popping up in our local like news stations. And I'm like, oh boy, here we go. Because even though a lot of news stations aren't necessarily, local news stations aren't necessarily partisan, they actually are, yeah. are still tend to lean towards conservative. So it's a lot of propaganda flying and that makes me really, really antsy. Yeah. And the revolution will be televised. I don't know. I feel like everybody's preparing for their own version of a revolution. And I don't know what that looks like. A lot. A lot of people's idea of the revolution is just another slap of pain on what we've already got. Like, and this, this is back to what kicked this whole thing off. A lot of what I see on social media and people like engaging in certain topics, they're not actually looking to move the ball forward. They're just trauma bonding over their misery and dressing it up as critique. And I'm like, Oh, y'all been doing like it. It's two. It's two classes, right? There's the grifter class, like the Sean Kings, that are doing this for the clout and the privileges that come from said clout. Mm-hmm. And then there's the class of people that don't know how to properly process the pain they're in because oppressive systems hurt. Like this shit is a. It's painful. It's traumatic, and they don't know how to properly process that, so they just bond with other traumatized people and instead of actually navigating said trauma they're just commiserating in their traumas and not actually and projecting it 
onto other people and other entities. That's the, 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 the projection. And I'm just like, okay, yeah, no, this is, this is a miserable existence. I don't want to do this anymore. And like, I definitely mm. found myself falling into that, like right after Trump got elected. Oh, I yeah, like, sure. I think we all, yeah. And you know what? Therapy helps. I love therapy. Advocate of therapy. Oh my God. The greatest. Um, therapy is good. Yes, it is. I, I too advocate for therapy. Like and it's, it's a lot of growth that has happened because I used to be the same way, arguing just for arguing's sake and not really screaming doing into anything. the void. Yeah, I was doing things, but I wasn't doing anything when I was operating in that type of mindset or in that type of space. I've always been service minded but i've found that the more that i've been doing the busier that i get the more advocacy work i actually do i'm not as outwardly vocal like i'm not as up and down social media i'm not the whole i gotta say this the urgency for me having to say something it doesn't feel like i have a sense of urgency at all anymore if i feel like saying something i'm just gonna fucking say it if it pops, whatever. If not, whatever. I just, I just gotta get it off my chest. I also think that, and I, we don't have to stay here because I know you're tired of talking about it. But it is also why Bonnet Con is valuable and necessary beyond the symbolism of bonnets and staying out of black women's business. It's nice to have a place where people can talk and air these things out in a safe, constructive manner, and that's what Bonnet Con is providing for black women so that that's super important and you should know that it's super important i appreciate that yes Bonacana has wore me to fuck out y'all <laughs> and that's why i said i know you don't want to talk it about it grew so, so to- far <laughs> so fast that is, yeah Brian, you're in the facebook group you see the shenanigans it a lot of the behavior is given deja vu you didn't know you know oh, i was O-M-B-S thinking it reminds 3.0? me of ombs oh my god Girl, I'll be like same shit, different day. People, oh, people gonna people no matter what. I was like, was I like this? I I be having existential crises. And y'all, not not y'all, but OMBS when I became admin and I was just throwing niggas out. Y'all were like, what are you doing, Justin? I'm like, I've seen the future. I know I what comes next. Get Let's get these niggas out of here. Just oh get these niggas out of here. God, Bonacon has made me have so much more respect for Facebook group admins. I feel some there are times I feel like I'm back at Michael's wrangling rich entitled white ladies and I'll be talking to black folks. Some they just are deliberately <laughs> obtuse. Thank you. You just took the words right out of my mouth. I'd be like, bitch, you know what the fuck I said. <laughs> and then, uh, then there's people like, oh my gosh, you're arguing with your group members. Bitch, you came at me first. Like, and I'm an East Side nigga. I don't take to that type of shit. Join you ain't gonna talk to me you're not gonna look like, like girl i don't owe you niceness we don't have an hr department <laughs> can i speak to the manager please i am as, as i used to say at michael's i am the manager now how can i help you can i speak to the manager this is not the type of uh behavior that i would like to engage in or they're like oh well i'm just gonna leave the group same as oh well i'm just not gonna come back to the store anymore and i have the same reaction bitch bye why you know what there should be a case study on people who announce that they are leaving a group 
there should be like some type of sociological like study on the type of person who feels the need to announce their departure from a social media group i would love to see the results what are the findings I just I have so many questions like what do you get out of it is it that last word high you get like you just be like okay I'm gonna say this thing and now I'm gone ha ha it's like girl that don't affect me maybe it is ah, you just say I'm like, everyone just think? makes fun of you yeah that's all that happens yeah everyone just makes fun of you every time for leaving <laughs> and making a big announcement you can just click the leave <laughs> button you don't have to tell everyone it's fine you can just go you don't have to knock anything over on the way out either, bitch. Just leave. <laughs> then leave. It's like, do you want me to be upset? Do you want me to be upset? It's like when I, again, like when I was at Michael's. Oh, well, I'm never coming to this store again, bitch. I'm getting paid regardless. So, I mean. You want somebody to beg you to stay? I'm going to get paid regardless. So, but girl, bye. I never understood that. Like, they act like you got like an active stake in ownership. Like, it's a co-op or something. Like, it's a Winco. Like, you get the same hourly rate regardless regardless what you think and also look attitude gets you aptitude gets you hired but attitude gets you fired sometimes not even worth it all money ain't good money i i'm i feel like you'd be perfectly fine just like you the one gonna need yarn later baby (laughs) and that's the thing (laughs) they come right the fuck back a few days later and they try to avoid me like I don't see you or I can't go back in the camera and sit you watch you on camera and then nine times out of ten they gonna end up asking somebody else where the yarn is and who does the person end up asking where the yarn is me <laughs> same thing in bonnet con y'all wanna wah 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 y'all doing this why you doing that and stay in the group everybody got something to say like y'all need more no more cashiers we'll talk to corporate about that right because like, this is all the people that they approve to work today it's like that dw and me this doesn't affect me because i don't read like <laughs> it's sad it's sad but true i feel like that's the one thing i think everybody has worked in either retail or the food service industry is especially mostly like black folks we i think we've all done a stint in in both of these and we've come across the same the same thing every time and that is why it is so amazing to me when people are like against like workers rights and like unions and stuff and just like you this you think like, that you have know, you never done this <laughs> like, like you think somebody should have to stand up all day because it's more professional what is professional about me not sitting like what does that do for you right like i never got that like why do i have to stand up like other countries let their people sit down like what is that what even is that like people are so obsessed with feeling like they are being served in some type mm. of capacity that they just like they lose all the all the humanity of it like what does it matter to you if i'm sitting or standing as long as you get your stuff checked out like that don't matter to me you work an hourly wage job that pays significantly less than mine and provides you with little to no security and that means you're a bad person who shouldn't relax 
You should be serving me in the most uncomfortable ways popular. I'm a good person. I have a job that lets me sit down. It's professional to sit down when I'm doing my job. It's unprofessional for you to sit when you're doing your job because you are less than me and less important than me because I make $15 an hour instead of $11 an hour. <laughs> It'd be just like that, too. Yeah. You working like, you work in the uh, fulfillment center? You working in the warehouse? And you got something to say about, like, fast food work? Like, come on, bro. Like, when, what, when what anybody who's worked in the service industry knows the hardest working people are the motherfuckers in the service industry, because... Baby. Um, office jobs are basically getting paid to do 30% work and 70% scroll through the internet aimlessly. Let's not. I ain't never had nobody throw a toast at me in my corporate job. But did I have somebody throw a toast at me when I worked <laughs> retail? Most certainly did. Oh, I had a nigga straight up threatening to slap me. He waited clean until I was on the other side of the store to say it. But yeah. And my Ooh, like he the, better be lucky Mitzi was there. The abu- like they don't want people don't want you to take lunch. They don't want you to take breaks. Like there are customers and <laughs> I understand that. Okay. I'm on my break. Actually, I've been standing like up nope. for five hours. And I, first of all, I oh I took heavy advantage of them um grace periods. I stretched the fuck out of them. My lunch don't start until I'm sitting down and eating my damn food. I don't care what nobody says. <laughs> If the store ain't burning down, leave me alone. Well. Oh, I used to call ahead because I used to work the electronics desk at Target. Uh, So I was able to take and call and I would call over to the food court and have them start making my food so that the second I handed over, uh, you know, the keys and everything, I could walk over, pick up my food right then and take it up to go... uh, punch out because there was absolutely no way that I was going to punch out and wait five or ten minutes for them to finish, you know, heating up whatever it was I was going to eat. That's not awesome. The baby agrees. The baby does agree. She, my, Our baby woke. Our baby woke. Woke baby. Woke baby. Woke baby. Well, the, the indoctrination starts early. It does. And really... <laughs> That is the new moral panic of America. And part of that indoctrination is the creation of new federal holidays like Juneteenth. What we're doing is we're teaching white children to hate themselves. Listen, that critical That's race what... theory thing threw me up. I, I, <laughs> as a Texan, let me tell y'all something. As the only Texan on, on the line right now, I, I, didn't, I, didn't want, I didn't want Juneteenth to reach critical mass partly for this reason. Because if they turn Juneteenth into like St. Patrick's Day and I start seeing like white people in dashikis at a bar, I am going to lose my mind. Cinco de Negro. (laughs) (laughs) See, exactly. Exactly. No, exactly. No. And I feel like the other thing is that because it's one of those little shiny things that they'd be like, look, we passed legislation about Juneteenth as a national holiday. Now, should Juneteenth be a national holiday? I mean, you know, thoughts on that. Opinions vary. Um, but um, what I will say is that I, I was reading through um, someone else's um, tweets and they were talking about basically how um, representation is not liberation. 
and that's cute y'all passing wow. Juneteenth you know and y'all gonna be flying black red and uh green uh flags even though that's not even the colors of the flag but they're gonna be but that's negro colors so they're gonna be like pan-african whatever and it's, it's already mixed together like then it already you know started mixing it up and all the corporations are gonna be all happy juneteenth and it's just gonna be so and trying to sell us shit and it's gonna be so annoying they're gonna turn it to the nigga uh, the fourth nigga fourth of july and i'm just they gonna, they gonna interrupt pride to wish everybody happy juneteenth and then <laughs> child our pride ain't even to october so that's all this clusterfuck lasts a little bit longer for me all of them rainbows and so <laughs> everybody changed their logo to a rainbow and so i'm just wow like, i'm so sick of it and then they threw the black and brown lines in there it's like yeah <laughs> i just I, it, while you're passing this legisl, while all these states are passing this legislation against teaching critical race theory, and it's just it's just so you because again, hurt feelings are the worst kind of racism. It's just so white people won't feel bad because like why is everything always about race? And I was telling Eric the other day, I was like, I challenge, I challenge somebody to come to me with a subject matter where I can tell from America that I cannot point you to the racism that made it what it is today i was i was watching a guy who was talking about um native americans how they got to um like the the daily caloric intake benchmarks and all of that basically that they were starving native children to figure out what the bare minimum was for you to survive calorie wise and that's kind of what they extrapolated out to use for what you should be eating daily to survive and i was just like you know what that sounds about right i haven't done the research on that but knowing what i know about the americas that sound right and you know it's just like any industry you want you want to talk about environmental racism you want to talk about medical racism you want to talk about you know the the point point me to an industry i will show you the racism and I think that white people are just like, but what about all the, you know, good slave owners? And I'm just like, you know, I watched Interview with a Vampire a long time ago. And I watched it probably like, it was probably like a year ago. And I may have mentioned this before, but I forgot about the beginning of that movie where they were both slave owners. Brad Pitt and Tom Cruise. And Tom Cruise was uh uh eating his slaves and i was just like after that i the whole perspective on that movie changed i was just like i hope both of y'all i hope i hope all y'all get got i don't give a flying flip because that whole slave owner that old benevolent slave owner i didn't mean two things they were trying to do with brad pitt where he was like no he was one of the nice ones i'm like no screw him too all of y'all can get get got i hope all y'all get eaten by uh who was uh Antonio uh Banderas uh <laughs> vampire character? Like, I don't have no quarter for it. Not even in the movie. I'm just like, nope. I'm I'm, I'm Yeah, I'm, that shit is fucking weird. The the slave I'm just over the black. Slave, slave owner with a heart. No, the they whole, were really in love and it was just the times and the thing. The times and we mm. And so I'm white people are really committed to this idea that, you know, you can still be and it's still the same thing today with the whole Trump. Like, you know, 
you know, I know they supported Trump, but, you know, they're really a good person and they give to the ASPCA and, you know, they like they like art and, you know, whatever. And it's just they like, shook a black man's hand once, you know, I think. <laughs> maybe they have a black friend, you know, and so I think it's just that same that same idealism that they're trying to pull forward like no 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 i can still be a good person i can still be an unrepentant bigot xenophobe (laughs) and still be a quote-unquote good person because i garden and i like cats or whatever and i i don't hold to that same i don't subscribe to that same way of thinking yeah that type of thinking leads to george bush being rebranded as a cuddly grandpa that yes Yes, because the further right you go, it makes it makes the insane seem almost plausible. That that re that whole rebranding is just yeah. it flabbergasts me. I'm not surprised, but it's just like that was quick. I mean, yeah, remember how that guy was virulently anti-gay rights, and also they used voter intimidation to keep black people from going to the polls. And he uh, let a bunch of black people die in a major city. That he also, uh, you know, had them write those memos to justify torturing people. Oh. Oh, he also sanctioned war crimes. Like, oh. yeah, Pef- awful. Even the baby knows George Bush is awful. But so, after Trump, now it's just like, oh look, he claps and he paints and he's just kind of a doddering old man. And he gave Michelle Obama peppermint, so he's our all our grandpa. Yeah, like, and all it took was a literal Nazi in office. Um, I understand the trepidation with making Juneteenth like a national holiday. Yes and recognizing it i'm not going to allow white people's reaction to things that i find solace in to deter me from continuing to find joy in those things i mean like, we're gonna do that anyway that's what we've been doing with the fourth of july exactly we just like, don't give a shit about no stars and stripes we just want to eat food and blow shit up and have a day off, right? And so, awesome. right. That's literally the only thing good out of this for me. Oh, yay! Another day off. So I'll use the. I mean, we do this anyways, but yeah, use this as an opportunity to continue to tell Jonathan about Juneteenth and why it's important and why we uh, eat watermelon and have red velvet cake on Juneteenth and what that symbolizes, and just use that as continued education of his culture and his history, and with our family, spend that time with them white people gonna white people corporations gonna corporation okay cool i know it just annoys me because people act like juneteenth like because it's like it's almost like people are pretending like they never heard of it before well some people have it but a lot of people just like they needed a they needed something negro-y to rally around because last year at this time um, you know, <laughs> yes they needed something to do because last year at this time you know there was a lot of protesting and some other stuff was po- and stuff was popping off all over the world so they needed something to quote unquote unify us and what better to unify somebody than a holiday where you get a day off and eat barbecue you know I could see I could see Juneteenth pretty much going away a king day 
um, which is just watered down history, bunch of corporatization and like pockets of black people taking what this holiday has become and reclaiming it. That's one thing I will give King Day. It's become more of a day of service. It's become social justice oriented. So especially in this day and age, black people, we're starting to get more gatekeepy. Thank you, Jesus. As we should. Thank you, (laughs) fucking Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, Montavious Christ. We've said it on the show before. The mistake of social media, of our empathy on social media for black people that discovered their blackness through social media was then handing them the keys to the culture. Mm. And, that, and that's why there are no white people or men in bonnet con. Like, I, we gatekeep. I gatekeep. I'm sorry. I believe in, I believe in, a, in a little bit of gatekeeping because you don't, you don't know what you're doing. You don't know what you're doing. And you, sh- and nope. because, because there's a strong sense of FOMO in wider white American populations, they just want mm-hmm. to do, they just walk blunder into stuff. And then when someone tells them, you have blundered into a thing, like when everyone was saying that, uh, people were saying Chile was a country, and I was just like, you know what, y'all? <laughs> Ooh, I'm a, th- nobody was... tell them because that's the other part. Don't tell them. No, I don't tell them. Sh- don't nope. tell them. Mm-mm. Let let them keep on. Let them keep on just like that. And you see some of those type of black people that Justin just was just describing get caught up like that. It's like, oh, mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. one of them who didn't dis- who didn't realize you were black until you were twenty one. Got it. Like, don't do this. Don't do this. Don't do this. I I am a strong proponent of don't tell them. If you don't know, you just don't know. Mm-hmm. And that's not my problem. That's a you problem. Not a problem. You've got to gatekeep. Exactly, some. baby. You've got, to, you've got to call out some. Because it would be like letting someone make a, a play or a film about a heavily Afro-Latin uh, neighborhood mm-hmm. and then not having a single Afro-Latin person darker than a brown paper bag in the entire thing. In 2021. And, and like, Huh. interesting when they announced that that movie was getting made in the back of my mind I was like I've seen the play I know what happens next everyone's like because I saw uh, Jay she was like yo if there's no if there's no dark people in this I'm a cuss I'm like like I said to the the the, the picture of the dude pouring Hennessy like Aah. like I, I, I knew the direction the discourse was going to go and while there is nothing wrong with critiquing, especially that in 2021 from the guy that gave you crazy rich agents who had had this exact same problem before with a different diaspora, the Eastern Asian oh, diaspora. Like he, that did happen. He had literally this exact same issue with the East Asian diaspora, right? Like, And that was not that long ago. Our, our, our Japanese siblings were like, yo, dude, the fuck? Uh, Japanese and Chinese siblings were like, yo, dude, the fuck? And the fact that in in 2021, not only did he repeat the same mistake, because I don't expect people to learn, but I expect them to learn to lie. He couldn't even (laughs) lie and think of a good reason why he did it. Sir, at least care enough to come up with a PR bullshit response. 
No, he said, well, we got some dark skinned dancers. You dumb mother. Yeah, got some in the background. <laughs> Singing in the background. Now, I think there's a Negro right there. Like, they look dark. They dark enough. I was like, yo, you didn't even, you couldn't even care enough to lie to my face. But I'm, I'm glad that the Afro Latino, because there's actually more, there's more Afro Latinos and there are African, like African Americans. Like we think there's like tens, hundreds of millions of Afro Brazilians and Colombians and Mexicans. There is a lot of black Mexicans I, who ran away from here to there because of slavery. I literally live with an Afro Panamanian. <laughs> so like they're everywhere. There's a lot, but you would never know that. You would never know that. And it happened. The, and it's just like, you know, it's almost like a bonding experience where you're just like, you know, look at all the anti-blackness in like every culture. Like Asians don't like their 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 Negro section. Uh, America don't like its Negro section. Uh, the Caribbean don't like its Negro section. South everybody America, hates Kenya ev- Barris now. Everybody has their section of of anti-blackness where they're selling the bleaching creams and they're doing all the stuff and they're not being represented in the media and while we and I was in like representation is not liberation but it is definitely um the other part to that is that like even with people who are kind of breaking barriers like a Simone Biles or a Lewis Hamilton or things like that it's still like an aberration because when you look at everybody else or even like in the NFL list the play but when you look at the owners the trainers the you know the coaches all of that stuff everything that surrounds that quote-unquote black greatness there is not an equal integration into directors and voice actors and all those other things that make up an industry that representation does not cross over i mean that's what we're getting at representation we we're moving out of that black girls rock black girls are magic representation matters and we're kind of turning more of a critical eye to i think things Which is, I, I think that's a good thing. Like, we're not just selling for rep- representation tokens, but at the same time, it's still something that's needed because we still got youngins coming behind exactly. us. And for a lot of us, that's where a lot of our politics starts is rep- your re- representation, what you saw growing up, what you saw yourself in growing up. And especially, I'm not a mom, but with my sister, with the kids, I'm more cognizant of what representation looks like. And now I get why my mom is so adamant about what color the dolls are or yeah, how their features. I was telling Eric yesterday because we were talking. We were talking about something, and I was just like to see like a dark skinned black girl as like the lead role in a romantic film. Mm. To see you know, you know a Doc McStuffins to see. Um, because I because I was just like I remember my mom like all of my fairy tale books were black like my Rapunzel had long braids like that whole thing and, uh-huh. but I do remember when I would watch TV I'm just like am I Kwame on Captain Planet 
um i guess i could be gaia but she don't really pop up that much but she is mother earth and that's cool <laughs> choosing uh, between do i want to be the one negro which is usually a guy storm, or do i want to be yes. one of the girls exactly which is usually a white girl or an asian, asian. Girl. exactly you got to pick because as a black woman you have to pick because there there is literally like nothing for you like there is storm and i think that may also be why a lot of black girl millennials may have gotten into like x-men and stuff because it's like it's a black mm-hmm. woman superhero there's somebody that like i could like if i'm on the playground i can be a character that actually looks like me and it's not like you know i'm just kind of chunking it whichever way awesome because we don't we we didn't get that and so the yeah more, every type of black girl loves storm in their own yes, way yes it was this, one of the iterations where there's mohawk storm or what the, look look i control the weather i got lightning i got the whole white jumpsuit like we're doing the thing and mm-hmm. there's not that you know there's not that much that you could pull from at that time and so there's so much more now but not that much more not much not more enough that you would think that 20 to 30 years later there shouldn't be more than that because we're still right. rocking with storm for a reason <laughs> i mean even another source i was a big disney kid but when i was growing up the closest thing i might have had (laughs) yeah the muses you had the muses and what were they the background side characters background characters and if you didn't have no black characters all right which characters of color okay i attached myself to mulan you know strong feminist character yeah yeah all right let's roll yeah she's pretty dark sure okay and then princess tiana came I was still an adult. I was like, oh, this is great. And then she was a frog for three-fourths of the movie. So it's like... Angry. Trying to open up. And like all the other... All the other princesses, like they was was princessing it, right? But Tiana just trying to open her restaurant. (laughs) She a strong black woman trying to get her restaurant. She just want to make gumbo. And and take care of her daddy. And now she a frog like the fuck like that's all she wanted and i i think that it's like i said i don't want to take away from the representation and i i completely agree with like making sure that you celebrate juneteenth in in the way that you know celebrates the blackness and and our culture and our history it just sometimes sometimes i would just like to see a little bit more out of folks because you know they're capable of doing it you see them do it all the time for other groups that make them the most money you know yeah but then the other minorities will get out here and it's like the colorism conversations that we have where everybody all of a sudden don't know what anti-blackness is nope everybody just seems to not have a clue it's like they fell on their head and their frontal lobe got undeveloped like and and all the folks who are just like I ain't never had light skin well first of all you're not light skin but that's a whole conversation Let's Ooh, that happened like what the first second day in Bonnie it did and I was just like y'all oh, really claiming light brown. skin but you brown a lot of y'all claiming light skin and ain't light skin I don't know if it's cause I'm from the south and I feel like southern people be real specific about their light skin nah but... some of them straight up was not light skin <laughs> I was looking like the Mr. Krabs meme, and my, I'm like, is it my glass? These glasses are new. My daddy's like, my daddy's family is Creole, and let me tell you something. I'm a, I can tell you who dark and who not dark. <laughs> and I'm just like, baby, you you not you not in the light skin category. But if you but the fact that you feel like you are 
is actually a symptom of what we're discussing here but you know people who who want to claim light skin and that be the barest of brown you look like a it was people. remarkable or the light-skinned ones who were trying to get in a group like yeah yeah i'm just i'm not i'm just light-skinned we know we see that bell pepper nose baby we, we we know like it's fine i you no need to announce like we got the same features boo it is okay no we, need to I, I know your head nappier than mine's i, I know and the we, things we, that we all women need. have to go through in order to get because what you got your lupita right because everybody mm-hmm. jumped on the lupita train well the black dark-skinned women when they get the clout they always got to be polished like they, they always gotta be a, they got to be beautiful there. like the, like the level of gorgeousness that you have to be to be dark and get shine and even then you still might not get the shine you're supposed to fucking get i mean i personally because i I was actually having this discussion again, just like, do dark skinned women just make worse music? Because everyone's light skinned. Because, you know, if you're a Kelly Rowland or a Tiana Taylor or a Jasmine Sullivan, you know, like you got mad talent, right? Like you tell, like mm-hmm. they're talented. They can sing, they can rap, they, they, you know, they do anything. But they not, they, the, the mainstreamness of it all, or I guess you could say the, the, Vir, vir, what we call it virality <laughs> viralness viral, <laughs> viral ability <laughs> of it virality virality virus. it just don't seem to pop up because ja- like jasmine sullivan has a voice like my gosh right but and her, she just now starting to pop again just now starting sense. to pop and it's also after she lost weight but that's a separate conversation for another mm. time um but like like tiana taylor Tiana Taylor good and that's even after she you know and she good got some, visuals can dance yeah. and she, this is even after she had she had her surgery and everything like she got her nose done and all that other kind of stuff and still because the other part of that is there's also even to get where they got there had to be some alteration now I'm not hating on the alteration because you know I'm I'm here for it if you want to if you want to pick it up and put it down pull it up if you got the money I say go for it but flip it and reverse it but like Kelly had her nose done Tiana had her nose done Beyonce Uh, unfolds with her face Jasmine lost a bunch of weight like there's there's always some augmentation that needs to happen when you're darker that makes you quote unquote more palatable for you to even get a shot at that kind of thing i I just think the biggest example of it is normani i feel like normani would be way more famous if she listen listen girl can listen normani should be a pop star so and her team is trash Ah, okay. Help me work through this thought. Normani is under RCA with Doja Cat, right? Mm. I'm not sure. Is she? No, they're on the same label. Mm. Oh. Doja Cat effectively has Normani's budget. Mm. Today Mm -hmm. is the first time that I have heard anyone bring up the fact that maybe just maybe if Normani was a lighter palette, she would get the same attention that her label mate gets. Well, that is not taking away from Doja's talent, which, by the way, well, Doja is 
Doja is Doja so cold. She Doja sang, danced, and trap wrapped her way out of two cancellations. One for showing racial feet in the chat. And the other for being homophobic. She did. Like everybody like she she slid right around that. She released streets and everybody forgot. Yeah, she she released Say TikTok, Something. The power of TikTok. And, oh dang, she never really apologized for calling people the F word. She she not only did she not apologize, she said that it's her right to do so. Huh. Doja Cat is a killer mic status where it's like people just accept the fact that okay you're garbage but damn you're good at what you do but damn you're garbage (laughs) wow they are on the same fucking label look but look at how that but yeah exactly but look at how look at how they do it look at how they do the folks and that's why you know mm. the 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 idea that you couldn't find not one Afro Latino because then they went with well we just hired the best people don't don't you don't don't do that don't do that because the day that somebody hired a bunch of white people and said oh we couldn't find any Puerto Ricans you would lose your mind oh Gina Rodriguez would lose her all her shit all of it so somehow it's fine it works when it's black people but then if it was the opposite it was like white people and it was that rolling downhill on you you would all of a sudden see the see the virtue of of the the argument basically it comes down oh you're treating me like a nigger yes yes they they should have that for like all the other people of color who are just like wait a minute like hold up you treat me like black people I didn't sign up for that (laughs) cause it ain't just relegated to white people or you know you know those white people who stormed the capital it's mm, them POCs mm, yeah and that one black dude that was in the uh, that was in the in the capital (laughs) they got that nigga too and they did I wonder if I wonder if he's still in the lockup. I will say one unexpected development. They're actually like sending those folks to jail. I did not see that one coming. I have to say the bar was in hell and they are slowly to, well, I I, I won't even say slowly tiptoeing over it. They're actively pursuing these criminals. I'm like, oh. Well, yeah, you kind of can't let nobody get away with storming the Capitol, but I just kind of feel away about how it just slid off the news the, cycle. But your dear government uh, senators and stuff are just like, oh, I don't think it was, uh, wasn't really a thing, blah, 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 because now they're trying to backtrack because they're still trying to curry. Technically, Trump still runs their party. And so they're trying to figure out a way oh, yeah. to mitigate some of the bad press by just trying to ignore it and say it never happened while still curry in favor with their little orange friend well so that that ties into sort of this reaction from them on juneteenth the 14 republicans that voted against it in the house uh their objections to it i'm going to highlight two examples that stood out to me uh Representative Massey said, I fully support celebrating a day or creating a day to celebrate the abolition of slavery, a dark portion of our nation's history. Massey said on the House floor on Wednesday. However, naming this day National Independence Day will create confusion and push Americans to pick one of those two days as their Independence Day based on their racial identity. He uh, added, too late. 
He added, why can't we name this Emancipation Day and come together as Americans and celebrate the day that Americans, black and white, all colors, all races, all ethnicities, and then come together on Independence Day, which celebrates the creation of our country, throwing off an oppressive government. Representative Matt Rosendale from Montana (sighs) echoed the sentiment, claiming this holiday is, quote, an effort by the left to create a day out of whole cloth to celebrate identity politics as a part of its larger effort to make critical race theory the reigning ideology of our country. What this is related to the reaction to the police murdering that terrorist, the woman who stormed the Capitol. They're demonizing the cop who did so. Blue Lives Matter, though, right? But then the cop who died paid him dust. That's all connected. They're trying their midterm strategy in 2022. They're going to bring back the culture wars because they lo- I'm not going to say they lost the gay panic battle because legislatively they haven't lost that. But in the eyes and the zeitgeist, they have lost the gay panic culture battle or the gay panic culture war. Yeah. Right. And the zeitgeist, they lost that one. The minute corporate support started pushing back on their transphobic laws, effectively, they can't run on that anymore without fear of reprisal. True. So they say, cool, we need another culture war. Let's go back to the tried and true. Niggers, we can't say niggers, though. We can't do welfare queens. We can't oh. do our usual dog whistles. What can we do? Oh, we'll do critical race theory. And we'll say that it teaches white children to hate themselves for being white. I mean, try a little bit on. <laughs> try on a little self-hate. Try on a little growing up <laughs> with some self-hate being told you're not good enough. I mean, just a taste. Just just a little bit as a treat. Yeah, it's fine for, it's fine for blacks because good night. Try being, try, try being black in a, in a non- uh, black space and see how and see how fast that gets you. But look, poor little white children, they're just too young and innocent. And this is that coddling of whiteness, that coddling of the idea of them being too young and too, you know, but there's never been a black child. They're too young to learn that a white person ever did anything bad in the history of this country. And too young, I mean less than a thousand years old, because we're all too young. Joe Manchin's still too young. <laughs> In another, like, 900 years, Joe Manchin will be old enough to learn that, hey, buddy, it turns out there's racisms here sometimes. And then every time something racist happens, full adult white people will be like, I never knew. I just, I never heard that. And I'm just, that. I'm so sorry. That's just so awful. I never, I never heard of anything like that. And all the black people are like, since I was four. Since I was four. Yeah. So a school board in Loudoun County, Virginia, which is Northern Virginia, which John McCain once called commie country. Uh, Also fun fact about Loudoun County, the last county in Virginia to desegregate. Not Hampton Roads, not Richmond, not Newport News. Loudoun County, Virginia was the last school system to desegregate in in Virginia. Uh, Their school board is having a fight over critical race theory, which isn't a thing in Loudoun County, 
but there is an astroturfed movement. Astroturfing means people. It is a non-organic movement. People from outside of Loudoun County are coming to Loudoun County to stir up a hornet's nest over critical race theory to get these white people to protest against it, which they hope. The hope here is that white politicians will do what they did in 2010, which is back away from the black things, which in turn disillusions black support for those politicians, Mm -hmm. which is why they lose. Mm -hmm. 2010, they explicitly tied the Affordable Care Act to Obama and made it a black thing. It did. And white white Democrats were scared of that instead of embracing the most popular president in American history. They went away from it because they didn't want to alienate their core base. But white people haven't been the core of the Democratic Party since when was the Civil Rights Act passed? 1963. That's when white that's when the Democrats lost white people. That's true. The, the shift that they pretend didn't happen. So the other thing that's happening here with that is they're tying the, they're tying the in Loudoun County specifically, they're tying the air quotes debate because it's not a debate. You can't debate something that doesn't exist. They're tying that to the silencing of Christian beliefs because there is a PE teacher in Loudoun County school systems who refused to call a trans student by their proper pronouns. The school system said no, kicked him out. He appealed it to a judge who was a Republican prosecutor, and he ordered that the teacher be reinstated, and now the school system is appealing that again. They're bringing back the culture wars because they can't win on policy. They can't win on policy. They can't win on ideas because the only idea that they have that binds them all together as a party is white supremacy. Cis heterosexual male, white supremacy. That's it. That's the only thing that binds them as a party, as a people, as a culture. That's it. Yeah. And I mean, kind of tying into that. Um, that's why we're also seeing uh, the Supreme Court uh, just handed down two new rulings. Um, the first ruling that they handed down was basically that individual states cannot bring um, lawsuits against the ACA. They can't show injury, so they are not a party to it. Um, basically, the Supreme Court saying that just because a law exists if it isn't actually harming you or costing you anything, you can't just come out and be like, oh my goodness, it's so arduous and terrible that these people have health care. Please stop it and save us. Um, so they didn't really listen to the rest of the argument, just tossed it out on that. Uh, the other ruling that just got handed down um, is slightly nuanced, but not great. Um, they basically ruled that uh, in, I believe, Philadelphia... They have multiple adoption agencies that are private that they also work through. And so the state has contracts with these private organizations. One of these organizations are uh, a set of Catholic uh, groups that do um, adoption and foster care placement. And the city or the state passed a anti-discrimination law. Um the letter of that law effectively means you can't discriminate uh, against someone in part because of uh, 
their relationship status um, or their sexuality. And so when uh, the city, I believe, found out that these um, kind of Catholic charitable organizations are discriminating against same-sex couples, they will not evaluate them. They will not look at placing children with them at all. They go, okay, well, you guys can't do that. We have a contract. We have an anti-discrimination law that says you're not allowed to do that. Um, so you need to start placing people, uh, placing these children and evaluating uh, same-sex couples. Uh, the Catholic Church um, effectively appealed up to the Supreme Court. And the Supreme Court handed down a ruling basically saying that the city cannot make the um, child placement organizations, um, in particular this Catholic one, um, tied to a particular set of religious beliefs, violate, according to their claims, that religious belief by placing the children with same-sex couples. Um, the Catholic group that brought the lawsuit wanted them to make a broader uh, ruling saying that there is a religious exemption to all anti-discrimination laws. And the Supreme Court specifically did not say that. they. Um, the reason they got a unanimous ruling on this one is because they excluded um, effectively that question and said we are not um, allowing this to be used to say there is any broad right to... Um, a religious exemption from anti-discrimination laws. What we are saying is that in this case where the city already has a contract with this group and later passed a law saying that what this group does is illegal, you cannot then force them to uh, violate religious beliefs that they held before um, the law went into effect. And when they sign the contract, you can't then force them to change that now after passing this law, after you already established the contract. Um, so they tried to keep it fairly tight, but it is still another ruling in this kind of long rung of um, expansions of the idea of what allows you a religious exemption. When we go back to like Hobby Lobby saying, well, I own Hobby Lobby and I think birth control is immoral, so I don't have, want to have to pay for it for any of my employees in the Catholic Church saying that, well, we don't want to pay for birth control because we believe that it's immoral and them allowing these exemptions. And you kind of see this expansion of the idea that legally beginning to codify the idea that discrimination, so long as you can point to some religious belief, is okay. And this being fought primarily on the fronts of trans rights and uh, gay rights. Yep. Yeah. And the sad thing is, is that it keeps working. Yeah, I mean, they got... If it ain't broke, don't Justice is effectively Gorsuch, Kavanaugh, and uh, Coney Barrett. Ugh. I hate when I get reminded that Kavanaugh is a person that exists. Chief Same. Justice Beer McBeerface. Same. Well, he's not the Chief Justice. Roberts <laughs> is the Chief Justice because he believes in the institution. Well, he's the Chief Justice of like. Chugging, I guess. 
Yes. The Chief Justice of Chug. <laughs> I do wonder what's going to happen um, with this whole loan, this whole loan dis- uh, forgiveness situation. Uh, that was a key tent pole. And uh, uh, one of the poles is missing. Well, I think the answer is that Joe Manchin and Kirsten Sinema, who are apparently the co-presidents of the Democratic Party now, don't want to. So we're just not. We're just not. They don't want to. They don't feel like it. Uh, and so we're not going to do it. Uh, insiders will point out to you that um, there's a lot of Democrats who don't want to support the agenda Joe Biden ran on, but they're all cowards mm. and they won't say it publicly. So they wait for Joe Manchin or Kirsten Cinema to say, well, I don't know if I can support that. It has to be bipartisan. What about working across the aisle? Aren't we supposed to be the better people? And then they can call and congratulate them behind the scenes and applaud and all that kind of thing. Um, <clears throat> it's like some of the votes that they've had with, um, AOC didn't get a committee post and people coming out of it acknowledged because it's a private vote and we didn't have to go on the record voting against her. We voted for the other person. I think if all votes should be on the record. Had to be public and we would get the Twitter backlash. We would have all voted for her because no one wants to go on the record as against it. And so because Joe Manchin and Kirsten Zinema are willing to come out and say you have to keep paying on predatory loans because we can't get Mitch McConnell to agree to it. And that would make me way too sad if I had to go against my very, very good, dear friend and honest dealer, <laughs> Mitch McConnell. Um, so go die in squalor. Slowly. The way God intended. Well, that's a beat. No fun. Um, my hero's pretty good this year. Well, y'all had Eva Trina. <laughs> I completely forgot that was a thing that was happening. <laughs> I think Eve be forgetting that she was a rapper. It was a long time ago. I mean, she became an actress. She became an air. Like there was a lot going. She 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 did a lot. She did a lot. Eve went and got her best life. She does not okay. live with like a woman with pop Pitbull prints on her face. Was anymore. a long time ago. She's more like a Pomeranian now, and that's okay. Listen, I strive <laughs> in my life to be fluffy and rested, much like a Pomeranian. Yeah, I don't want to be booked and busy like. Being busy is not my thing. I like being pampered. I I will say I though, like to lounge. I forgot how many like since like the folks be having catalogs. Like I will also say, um, being the first lady of any rap group, okay? Like I don't know of one first lady of any rap group that was trash, but I know plenty of other dudes in that group that was trash and see it's the thing with female rappers a lot of times they're having to do pop star type of things they having to do choreo they having to build like a um 
image. They having to do endorsements. Like they, the men literally just show up, mumble a bit, and go home. You got Meg giving us choreography and shit. Cloudy B be having literal productions for her music videos. Nick, these niggas be will film their damn music video on iPhone six and go platinum. Listen, I if you get a video. I used to wonder all the time why uh, Rod Digger didn't get more shine, and I would put and I take that that's that I would down that hill. Rod Digger was the best rapper in flip mode, other than Busta Rhymes. I don't care. Oh, absolutely. I don't care what nobody say. Everybody else in flip mode. mm It but wasn't great. that goes back to that talk we had about crews way back when. I mean, how many crews is the where do you know yeah. where the ratio of talent is balanced between the members of said crew? It's it's shaky. It's it's, it's I, I don't know if I don't really know of any. It's real shaky. You got your headliner dude who everybody knows. You got all of their homies and cousins and then like the first lady quote unquote of that group which is usually going to be the next rawest person to, to rap in the group and that's it mm-hmm. are you suggesting that people are not still enamored of the musical stylings of spliff star freak the villain murder mook <laughs> rampage baby cham and rock marciano I don't even know. <laughs> the only one I recognize was Split. That's Split Star. Outside of the top, outside of Drake, Lil Wayne, and Nicki Minaj, who you, uh, well, maybe oh, Tiger, maybe, but Side he got a, he got a gender pregnant, so I mean, Side note, uh. Buster Rouse and Mariah Carey released a sequel to Give It To You, Give It To Give It To Me 20 years later and got the whole original cast back uh for the video. And I gotta give props to that because oh, this I'm probably the only sequel. This is probably the only time we ever got a sequel to a R and B rap video that was promised. Now granted it was two decades later, but PD probably never over. gonna tell us about needing a girl part two. Like, let's be real. <laughs> and I hate when they promise us this nice and slow. Shit, we and we never, never gonna figure happens. out what happened on nice and slow. You, you, you said Usher Little John. You mean Usher Little John and Luda ain't gonna do it again? I feel deceived. <laughs> they they never gonna make another video. They never gonna make another song. Like that's just it. Like it's not happening. It's not happening. But Busta and Mariah, they was like, we in the panoramic. We, Hey, why not? Like they, they called up Michael White. Was it Michael? And it was just like, yeah, what you doing? You want you want to uh you want to figure out what happened all this time? What happened after they kidnapped over? A girl? good seventy five percent of the content we're getting from celebrities is shit they made it just because they're rich and bored. In the house, bored. Bored in the house, and I'm in the house bored. That, that's why all the celebrities got back got on TikTok because uh. Child, oh my God, Ooh. Lord, Jason Derulo, weird. <laughs> he look weird. <laughs> what is weird is how much that video, that picture of him falling, pops up on my timeline, and I die <laughs> laughing every single time. Oh, I'm cackling. I Just the thought of it is about to make me laugh. I shouldn't, <laughs> I shouldn't laugh at people, but oh, it's so dramatic. It's such a dramatic fall. So, but, but he is weird. 
imagine being like rich and having like the ability to like do all this stuff and then not being able to do it that's got to burn a little bit well that's the thing they just started they really started doing it they started wearing them dumb face masks and kept having birthday parties on like exclusive islands and shit that is true also but now everybody now that uh, people done got vaxxed i've been seeing like our you know i guess you could say our quote-unquote regular people taking these all these trips to vegas and tulum and, girl and everybody and they damn mammy in tulum everybody in tulum i'm just like why is tulum like the new hot spot like what is happening in tulum like is they giving out free like free shit in tulum what is happening what is why is everyone going there i don't know but could somebody tell us tweet us tell us what is going on in tulum if you know please let us know because i'm out the loop you know i'm i'm just out here you know being an old married lady with a with a baby so <laughs> i just want to know what's so hot about tulum like two seconds ago we was in cabo and then now everybody taking a look then it was cancun and now can- tulum is a new cancun yeah and then people, like, people going to miami and and atlanta they're going to atlanta hmm? girl don't remind me i'm so they they never stopped coming down here because you know we were well, we remember right. we was, was open much, the whole time we was open we never really fucking closed so everybody was like, oh atlanta's open let's all go down there now everybody's and here on each other. Shot. but that's the thing just like you the idea that you would be more scared of a shot that's supposed to prevent or help prevent the spread of a disease that has been tracked to death of multiple thousands to millions of people depending on what you're looking at in the regions i don't understand it 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 perplexes me people's thought processes perplex me to be fair they don't understand vaccines or how they work the anti-science movement but they do understand memes (laughs) (coughs) fucking memes yes one eagle.net shared a meme with me stop the globalist.com.org.uk.ly told me that if you take the vaccine they're going to gps track you you're going to have to literally carry bill gates around on your back at all times and he's going to direct you like ratatouille if you get the vaccination yeah because did you see that woman stuck that uh stuck that uh uh was it a pin a fork or something on her neck because she said that they were talking about the vaccines make you magnetic girl what the fuck (laughs) she was on the floor of the on the floor of the senate i forget of what no. of what uh what they were actually trying to do but she was just like she put this thing the people who <laughs> vex me the people who vex me the most are the ones who are worried about getting inserted with tracking devices and complaining Nobody about such concern you. and complaining about said concern on a, on a mini computer that has gps tracking technology all of your purchases all of your locations they already your, know where you are all of your pictures all of your videos you're not that interesting like nobody wants to track you going to the kroger <laughs> okay facebook Karen. already knows everything about you and they're using it to try to push cheap ads at you right all the time sir you get a child listen you like sir you get a um new iphone every time they drop one but you're worried about 
somebody being able to track They're you. They already know you are. In, in, the, uh, in, the, in the needle. I'm like, that's a neat trick. Who gonna take? Who gonna spend the money to do all that? They, they already. The reason they are trying to push the vaccines because they want you motherfuckers to go back in working for paying paid pennies and go to the office and do all the capitalism. Capitalism. That's why they want you back in the office. That's why they want you vaccinated. Capitalism. Stop Stop thinking. Stop considering. Why do we still have a forty-hour work week? Why haven't wages increased? Why did all of the money from all the bailouts keep going to rich people? They don't want you to think about any of that. They want you to get a vaccine and go back to work 40, 60, 80 hours so that you do not have time to consider why is the world the way it is and who keeps making it that way? It's it's rich people. It's Republicans. And the value basis of 40 hours being, you know, like if you can do your work in in 28 hours, why should you get the same amount of money as someone who works 40 hours? Like if you can get the same task done, but it's not task based because they want to link it to this time thing. And meanwhile, the same person will wonder why their favorite freaking subway spot doesn't have enough workers at the register it's because people some people actually are starting to see that the, uh this this is a bullshit if i can ride ride this down unemployment out why not hell these jobs trying to make you pay penny these jobs now they're trying yeah. to offer people iphones and sign on bonuses. people want to yell at you want to scream at you breathe in your face i just saw a story where somebody was shot for getting into an argument about a mask mandate as a cashier they want you to go through all of that for twelve dollars on the outside figure an hour Mm. they want you to stand up the whole time they want you to dress a certain way they want you to you know kowtow to all their little random demands they want you to let endanger their lives breathing on them with your little pandemic breath and all of that they want you to do for less than $15 an hour because you don't deserve it because it's not it's not skilled labor. But then when the pandemic hit and every, all them grocery stores was closing up, everybody figured out how skilled it was and how necessary it was to have somebody out there because you, you, can't, you, you can't eat. Most of y'all, you know. How dare you not go to college a mass amount of debt that you'll never pay back just so you can get an office job that only pays you three more dollars an hour than me. Yeah. Yep. Everybody's Could. so snooty. Like, why everybody's so bougie and snooty? Could. I went back and got my degree and I, I where my money? Where my good office job? Loans. Which they don't want to forgive. Oh, like Joseph, you, forg- you forgave all these other, other industries' debt. Where my debt forgiveness? <laughs> all right. of a sudden, all right, of a sudden like, it's a problem. But I'll be interested to see what happens with uh, the Democratic Party as we sojourn forward because Joe and Kamala ain't been in the news hardly at all. It's and that's not necessarily a good life. thing. That's not. That's not. That's not. I'm just like, what's going on over there? I'm, I'm scared. Y'all too quiet. Because things are back to normal. Because Orange Man's gone. Listen, well, y'all just listen. If y'all travel, we be did careful it, Joe. Out there, 
be careful out there put your mask on i we we pro mask over here and i'm gonna say it put your mask on still i I still put my mask on and uh be safe out there uh don't breathe other people's air if you can help it and uh watch out for the and hopefully the democratic party will have learned something going into these midterms i know you don't hold that much hope eric just gave me this look y'all like please uh, I know y'all don't hold that much hope, but hopefully they will have learned something as uh, voting rights are being stripped and districts continue to be gerrymandered to H-E double hockey sticks and they still barely managed to hold on. So, you know, they're hoping that they can get some some more blood out of this turnip. I need them to get it together. Just get it together, y'all. Mm, good luck with that. I know. I'm I'm still trying to be positive Polly over here. That's that's my job. Give people money. It's money. Raise the minimum wage. Forgive debt. Make college free. Give people help. It's money. The answer's money. You want them to vote for you, give them money. Yep. Stop worrying about being seen as the party of giving niggers money. And, and give, give niggers the money. niggers money. <laughs> <laughs> You'll never lose another election if you do. to sign those checks because they understand that. That's why Trump wanted his name on those stimulus checks because they understand. And, mm-hmm, and a lot and of that them, shit almost worked. It definitely did. It did. It really did. The election was not that. Um, the margin. It was close. That was a close ass fucking election, and people act like it wasn't if they want to. Georgia is just barely blue. And that's just and that's after so much work trying to dismantle all the awful things that were done. And they still down here suppressing votes. They ain't stopped. They contacted every Latino voter in the state of Georgia for that runoff. Every one of them. I know we love to talk about it in terms of like Stacey Abrams went door Stacey Abrams went door to door herself doing all of this work, but she was a part of many organizations of various people who were doing huge amounts of work for years to make this happen. Dozens, hundreds of organizations and groups of people contacting years to just eke it out. Yeah. And working for yeah, Stacey Aaron, working for a decade to undo the damages and still barely squeaked by. Barely we should let you know. Like you got you gotta you gotta Shit is still very precarious. It's very fragile. It and people can think, Oh, we're blue. We got the president and vice president and everything's good now. No, it's not. It might be worse, actually. Because now the other ones are going to be like, oh, no, we got to get out there. Because some of them were kind of protesting against the Republican Party because of how they, quote unquote, turned on Trump. If it hadn't been for that. Might not have made it. That and that fucking um, uprising. Yep. That and again, it was a post-election. Yes. Yes, if it hadn't been for those two things, we we'd probably be singing a different tune today. Like, it's like that sense of urgency is gone because everybody was like, "Oh well, Trump's gone. Everything's like back to normal." Yeah. No, so, as part of that push, the money they were going to send people more money if they <laughs> won. Give them money. I want my two thousand dollars. Stimulate the economy. 
Uh, last thing before we get out of here regarding the insurrection, that shit almost worked. We were yeah. dangerously close to a Nazi up. I don't think enough is being made how close we were to a Nazi uprising but in see, America. That's my point. That they was my point from earlier. In the in the courtyard, that they had the point. gallows set up. I got the rope right here. Like, like that's why I'm kind of even though yay. They're going to jail. I am really, really worried that Not it just disappeared from the no. news cycle. The, a the literal attack is, on the Capitol. Unsuccessful coups are often followed by successful ones. Mm-hmm. Without fail. Without fail. Practice makes perfect. That's how I did my makeup and that, like, how I do make my makeup and that's how they're going to figure out how to fucking take the Capitol. They said, "Cool, it didn't work this time. Let's take notes and fo- let, let's 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 workshop this." Let's you know, one of my this. favorite things, YouTube rabbit holes, is documentaries. There are so many documentaries about fail coups and stuff. So many documentaries about. There's so many, you can literally YouTube. They could probably YouTube how to overthrow the government. So I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. How and Facebook? To... It, Facebook no, is so... responsible for quite a few topple regimes. Ooh. So you know what's funny? That's how they're catching most of these people because they're dumb enough because they are brazen enough. Yeah. Brazen is the better word. Yes. Don't want to don't want to use the D word because they are brazen enough to type into their unsecured search bar how to overthrow the government. And communicated tips. We are so lucky. And provided a map. Take selfies, post it, share it. We are so lucky that we're dealing with a lower class of criminal. We, a lot of the shit is sheer dumb fucking luck and that is really, really alarming. Yeah. And on that cheery note... (laughs) We try like, to make you a coin, flip of a coin type of shit. Uh, wear your mask if you can. Get the vaccine. Check out. Don't be like that. <laughs> it is delightful. That is the happy note we are going to end on. Subscribe to the Patreon. You get those episodes early. Uh, I'm not. I don't know when we're going to do this again. Yeah. Raising families is a thing. But you can always check us out on Twitter. Check out our individual content. We'll catch you on the next go round. Till next time, everybody. I'll be out here plotting world domination. We're going to have some more content for y'all, though. That's what's important. Yeah. Yeah. always do when they make a black version of a product they get that fucking smooth jazz music it's it's uh, it's some woman talking like this just like this she talks like your good old auntie who went to a hbcu and got a good corporate job or it's some loud angry uncle type nigga yelling at you it's like can y'all just talk like people nope go the popeyes route Go the Popeye's route. Go, no, never go full Popeye's route. How does Popeye's get away with this?
Oh, Popeyes are so lucky. They're so convenient and halfway decent. I don't think we let churches get away with that. Hell no. We don't let churches get away with that. They got a whole chicken mammy and no one says anything. We let the chicken mammy slide because the chicken is halfway decent. <laughs> Not even gonna lie. I be I be door dashing my fucking Popeyes. I sure Cause, fuck do. Because when you need chicken in a pinch, it's like, yeah, Popeyes gonna be there for me. Exactly. Chicken in a pinch. Like you don't part. feel like frying it yourself? Yeah, Popeyes will be there for you. <laughs> yeah. And they lean all the way. It's not like it's an accidental chicken mammy. No, it no, is it's literal full chicken, chicken mammy. mammy. Full chicken mammy with the voice and everything. Love your niggas at Popeyes. <laughs> Who don't want a piece of my fried chicken? <laughs> like, girl. This dick commercial uh, just called me a nigger. Yes, it did. Well, give me that chicken sandwich over there. <laughs> like, shut up. Just give me the fucking sandwich. Oh, God. Wait, wait. Did you see what the San Jose Sharks did? Hold up. Let me see if I can find it. They deleted the tweet, but. Are you talking about the white women in fucking caps? No. Oh, not that. But I saw that also. So the San Jose Sharks for Juneteenth, they had their shark logo eating the chains of slavery. We all have to do our part. Oh, no. <laughs> now, there is a watermelon in the refrigerator. I need to go be extra niggery and just be eating watermelon while See, we do this. I, I ate my watermelon. Like, Jonathan and I finished the watermelon off yesterday after I told myself I was going to save it for tomorrow. And I'm like, yeah, that watermelon was that last. Somehow, time. my family, my parents found the biggest fucking watermelon they could find. It was so big that we took half of it to my sister's house and still got a bunch of it left. See, now I kind of want that watermelon. It's oh, so and bad. McDonald's was celebrating Juneteenth yesterday or last year. So, <laughs> ba da ba ba ba, you niggers. <laughs> Like you self marketing, I just feel like just calls me a nigger to my face. Right. Like, damn. Shucking jamming, shuck. Like, stop it. I get it. I'm black and I eat fries. <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> damn. <sighs> McDonald's food is also very good laxative. I got food poisoning. Four years ago, and I haven't been back. Like, I have not been back since then. Well, you are correct. It, it is a laxative. And I used to just thought, think my mama was talking shit when I was a child, but now I'm in my 30s. No, that food will kill me. I'll be over here eating fucking salads with feta cheese and shit. They good, though. All right, let me test it out. Let me test it out. Mic check, one, two, one, two. Into the thick of it. <laughs> there, somebody right. did a gospel version. I can version. hear Brian now. Yeah, I can hear you, too. Somebody did a gospel version of that on TikTok. <laughs> It's great. It is a well, now I have to see this. 
I will I will find it. I will send it to you. Oh my goodness. Like they got down like, like yeah. I was like, Yes, yes. Don't threaten me with a good time. So, Y'all know yeah, I live on TikTok now. That's, I'm I'm one of the old people on TikTok. That's what I do with my life. I hear it's very amusing. It, it is. It is. And it's something that I can do with like one earphone in with the baby and be okay, you know? We're not we're not doing a whole I TV mean, of, you know, flashing lights and everything. The best part still make it to like a Facebook and Twitter and stuff because people just re-upload the videos. But uh it's kind of like if you're on Twitter you see what is going to end up on Facebook a couple days before. TikTok is the same thing. It's just seeing early what's going to get spread and propagated to other places. And you know what? I'm cool with being the old nigga on Twitter waiting for my TikTok updates. I'm cool with that. <laughs> I've accepted it. I am the Gen X Facebook. I'm the, <laughs> I'm the last oh, I'm the less successful older sister of a TikToker. It is a strange experience. Oh yeah, you said she, your sister went viral. My sister pops up in random places. It's past viral now. Oh, fun to get that FYP. Okay. Yeah, so the the insidious thing that TikTok does is your first post is always guaranteed to go viral. It's maintaining your virility, virality, vi. Nope, we're going with virility. Maintaining your virility really is the challenge, isn't it? <laughs> Show title. <laughs> I'm assuming virility is not the participle of viral. Viral, viral, uh, no, viral, virality. Oh God damn well, it, Eric! <laughs> here's the thing. She's actually consistently went viral. Like she got yeah. hella followers and shit. Like that's that's the key to TikTok. It's using that initial pop it gives you to actually cultivate your following and everything. But people that aren't good at TikTok just keep trying to chase that initial high, and that's how they get addicted to the app. And it's like soup. It's super devious. I'm like, oh, this is like Facebook levels of evil. This, see, is. this is why I'm my legit. sister is good at it. I'm legit she so that makes me she... think if I ever post I should really lean into it but I have never posted I just watched stuff here's the thing I made a reel just to be a dumbass and that shit fucking went viral and I'm so mad about it I'm like why is me being a dork going viral listen the only thing I get on TikTok for is random black stuff anime and like clean talk I'm obsessed with clean talk because of you know my anxiety i love to watch stuff be cleaned <laughs> it does something for me and so i love those tiktoks where people are like here's the sink before and then they do something with some salt and some baking soda and stuff and they're like now here's the sink and i'm like i love it i love it <laughs> I look love how clean that sink is what you put in there that's nice <laughs> i love it it's like, you know, I'm old. And also all the service industry people who do like little skits of things that people say to them. Oh, that's my favorite thing. The restaurant ones, the salon ones. Oh, we're on not like officially recording. It's like the the pre pre. We're pre we're, this is this is the extra content that people are gonna wanna love, you know? 
giving him that good old Come here, Jonathan. That inside track. I love the kid cameos. Child, these babies. Although I guess I can't call Jonathan a baby no more. He's like a whole person. That's an actual person. Like a whole person out here. Oh my God, he's an actual person. And if he don't look just like you. Right. like With Tiffany's eyes and everything else. Yes, you are. You are. Jesus, the children. I had to make sure where we're Hey! I don't have my minions, so. It's Baby Pep. It's Baby Pep and Peppies. Oh, look at their cheeks. Oh, they're look so cute. Look at the dads. Look at y'all dad oh, daddy. Happy fucking Father's Day. <laughs> <laughs> and I just said the F word. Thank you. Well, I've got headphones, so. I mean, Mike can't hear you. <laughs> okay. I, I have those moments in front of the kids all the time, and I get lectures right. from my Jonathan, Can you put your shoes in the cubby? Okay. Oh, yeah. No, I've realized I'm not going to be able to say anything to Pepper for like a good decade from <laughs> when she learns to repeat me till she learns she can't repeat everything. Papa or they says. judge you. Aria will look at me and say, TT, don't say that and walk away. In exact tone. That exact tone, she said. Ain't nothing like child judgment. Oh, they judge you so harsh. The harshness. And I'm like, child first of all, you ain't got to talk to me like that. I'm the grown-up. I don't be quite sure if I am actually the grown-up, but no. You may never know. I'm not. I'm still not entirely sure I'm a grown-up, and I I am an adult married woman with a child, and I'm still a whole a whole sure that I'm the adult. Like I still just like, oh, I'm the adult. I'm the one that's supposed to. Like the kids come asking for stuff. I'm the supervisor. I'm the adult. I'm me. I feel like sometimes I'm still like looking for the authority figure to help like oh, come get this baby it's me like man someone really needs to feed and clean this child their parents should do something about oh my goodness that's me <laughs> right right this thing's mine oh i'll be hiding from kids dd who they who these kids calling dd shit 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 they find me they always find me they always find me because I'm Pepper is my play like she likes to play when she's with me so like Eric is her like comfort like she he because he walks her hill and Dell and yarn all over the all over the house I don't oh, do that but yo honey oh she's such a daddy's girl so sweet when I see them together but I have like she when it comes to me she's just like oh we're reading books we're singing we're dancing we're playing we're jumping we're rolling and I'm just like oh my goodness like why yes yeah, oh blue ass Woo, why you can't just relax with me like you do with your father <laughs> Because mommy is activity time. The girls I can handle, but the boys like to leap off things. And I'm like, why y'all got to do that? Why you got to leap off things? <laughs> That's dangerous. Oh, this one is already. She, she's so adventurous. She's so adventurous. She wants to leap off of, roll off of, investigate, put everything, pick up everything, put everything in her mouth. She is, she is an investigative journalist already. Child, agents of chaos is what I call Jaden is a domestic terrorist trying to give me a heart attack <laughs> trying to roll off the couch I was like you gonna fool around here and then you gonna and what happens if I let go and you fall off the couch and then you gonna be mad alright Miss Flora gonna catch you they don't care they, they don't, don't. they yeah. don't you be trying to warn them they don't understand they don't Not understand maybe watch the kids Olu just shimmying off my lap 
And then when he finally gets on the floor, he fusses at me to pick him up and put him back on the couch so he can get back off the couch. I'm like, nigga. <laughs> again. <laughs> Do it again. Or when they just throw stuff on the ground specifically to fuck with you because you they know you're going to pick it up. Oh, I'm not. I No, we, we, I said I was not doing... I said that before she was born. I was like, I am not. If she if, And I said, if you throw this on the floor and I look at her in her eyes, both of her eyes with my, both <laughs> of my eyes and I say, look, look, <laughs> if you throw it on the ground it's gone you don't get bunny anymore bunny is on the ground now bunny doesn't get to come back up here what she do she grabbed bunny by the ear starts slinging bunny around throw bunny on the floor and i said now see and then she'll look at it and i'm just like yeah no bunny's gone bunny bunny's gone now yeah she 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 protested everything you just said i heard you baby i hear you bunny is gone and i refuse i'm not picking it up and washing it right now so you can have it back like it's just gonna be there on the floor and i leave it there for a little bit so she can see it (laughs) because she'll be looking at it like why i can't get to it it's like well now it's outside your playpen so now what you gonna do Mm -mm. yep Mm -hmm. yep that's mama mm-hmm my dad. My dad. <laughs> she told you. <laughs> she you got some thoughts about something. Okay, we we should start the episode because the cute version of this is only going to last for so long. Oh, you you got about if we're lucky thirty minutes of cuteness. I See, know I'm that gonna time give mom. it forty five. I'm gonna give True. it a smooth forty five right. until the screen the fussing starts. Dusty over here. Goodness gracious! I swear. All right, whenever y'all are ready. Um, I am not recording because my audacity does not want to cooperate with my mixer right now, and I don't want to stall us trying to get it ready. I think we're recording right. now, right, babe? Oh, we've been recording for like the last 20-something minutes at least. Oh, look at that extra uh, content. Yeah, all this is bonus features. Uh, that's why I didn't go into any of my Sesame Street thoughts, because I can't have those being recorded. I'll tell you guys about that later. We can uh, talk about Sesame Street, because I, too, have thoughts about Sesame Street and kids shows in general, because some of this shit don't make no sense. <laughs> Baby All right. Uh, everyone. The music slaps, though. It does. Give me, like, five seconds of silence. I don't think you're You too, Missy. All right.